Hello and welcome to episode number 307 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I am your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? Good, good. How are you? I'm good. We are we are back uh, back again uh, with another TV show. Um, one of our little TV specials. We've we've been uh, sort of avoiding the new horror lately. Um, obviously, we did a bit of uh, a bit of the old, yeah, a bit of the old craven last week. And yeah, like you say, for obvious reasons, as we're trying to count down the weeks until a big movie, which uh, we'll, we'll I'm sure we'll touch upon at the end of this week's show. Um, as we get closer and closer to that UK release, finally. Um, but yeah, we're back on Netflix. Obviously, they did us very, very well this year with Stranger Things, uh, which we obviously did two episodes on. And then they were like, oh, what's your what's your favorite video game franchise of all time? Resident Evil. All right, we'll do a show on that as well. Um, so not? yeah, we'll be, uh, we'll be talking about that. The first ever live action TV series of Resident Evil. It's a pretty big fucking deal. Like, I never really thought I'd see it, to be honest. Um, and it's kind of wild to the, that it now exists. Um and on Netflix, so uh, yeah, we'll get to that shortly. Um, it really crept up on me. I don't know about you, but it was yeah. one of those things where it was like, "Oh, I know this show exists." And then two weeks before it came out, I was like, "Oh, it's here." I mean, I, I seem I seem to have that happen with TV more and more now. If it's not Stranger Things that was like mm. in my brain for like a year, you know, I suddenly see like a load of promotional stuff for Game of Thrones. I'm like, "Why are we? Why are we getting Game of Thrones stuff?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, there's a new TV <laughs> show in like a week." Yeah, I completely agree. I only really have that headspace for kind of maybe one or two shows where like I'm I'm always thinking about right when's Black Mirror going to return. That's like the one I'm waiting for now. But then outside of that, yeah, all the shows just creep up on me. I'm like, "Oh shit, this thing which like um I still watch What We Do in the Shadows and mm. season 4 of that just started and I was like, "Oh, cool. I'll, I'll check that out. I really like that show." So it's it's a good attitude to have, I think, with these TV shows. Um good thing and a bad thing because occasionally with TV, I do tend to like miss multiple seasons and I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> Oh, season two came back and it's like season four, and I'm like, oh, now nah, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, and it also I've... means I stop watching these TV shows, which is always good. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I think ultimately the ones that grab you, you will end up watching. Because um, yeah, like I I watch Lock and Key, and I'm like two episodes into season two, and the final season I think comes out this month in August, and I'm like, oh shit! It's like I've got a lot to watch. Um, and yeah, I was like excited for The Witcher to return. I only watched one episode of season two and never got back to it. Um, but yeah, that is we'll, we'll be talking about all the TV stuff uh, shortly. But yeah, there is a little bit of news this week as we uh have been trying to avoid it to avoid certain spoilers but these two kind of i mean this first one we we teased Life last week away. yeah <laughs> um we we teased this first one last week and then the second one just kind of was a direct uh, press release in the old email and i was like whoa this is this is a perfect thing to talk about um but we'll start with the thing that was kind of uh teased last week which is um a little bit of ty west returning um Ooh. Obviously, he returned to amazing acclaim earlier this year with X after almost a decade away from making horror movies. And that crazy guy was like, hey, do you know what? I'm just going to release another one. You know, why not? and we obviously speculated last week with pearl i was kind of saying like oh i'd love it if we got this in like january and it was quite soon um we're getting this bad boy in september <laughs> so yeah in in about five weeks from now um september 16th um he's in, he's in flanagan territory now like that we're rev- reviewing multiple projects in one year well that's the thing i don't i don't even know if flanagan's yeah. been this crazy because like i said 
his potential here, obviously it'd be insane, but he would be the first guy to have potentially two films in a top 10, which would be mind-blowing if someone could ever do that. Um, but obviously, yeah, we were huge fans of X. Um, I may or may not have watched it recently again, so I might be uh, talking about that later. Um, but oh, yeah, I may or may not have watched it recently. <laughs> I think I might have already spoke about it, though. <laughs> That's fine. We can talk about it again. It's a great film. Um, but yeah, Pearl, the prequel. Um, I guess, yeah, the news is obviously the release date. That was the thing I was most intrigued for. Mm-hmm. The, the trailer came out and i immediately saw it It was a pretty long one it was about two and a half minutes and i watched about 10 seconds and i was like i'm watching this film i don't want to see this trailer i got about Um, 30 into mm. it and then decided you know what i don't need to see this like you know in in a very good way that he's already sold me on goodwill alone Mm. um but but yeah Yeah. obviously kind of seeing the location of the first movie and kind Mm. of you know seeing pearl in 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 all her young glory yeah kind of like well that's all i needed to see and i'm like yeah cool i still like this yeah i still want to see more of this um which is all i really wanted to get from it because you know i i definitely you know i think when the buzz of x had died down and i kind of thought about pearl as a movie I'm like, do do I do I like really want this, or is it something that you know is just cool and we'll see? But then as soon as I started to watch a trailer, I was like, oh no, I want this. Like this is cool. Like it's an awesome character. It's a cool world. I like this whole setup. Um, yeah, I'm I'm in after thirty seconds. Yeah, I, I think it was awesome. Like some of the few quotes I've seen attached to from Ty about this movie sounds super cool. Of like. He's saying, you know, this is a potential trilogy that he would like to do with a sequel to follow um, and having it as kind of like a different style of each film, which I think is cool. Like, it's not going to be just this style three times, you know, like Pearl already looks very different in, in kind of tone and style. Um, so, yeah. And like I say, the, the release date was the thing I was most looking forward to. And the fact that this is coming in September is awesome. Um, and yeah, all, all it kind of says is like a 24 releasing theatrically. So fingers crossed, this is as big of a release as X and, and we'll get it in the cinemas. Cause that's all I want to see for this movie. Um, mm. Yeah. That's mind blowing. I, I did not expect that. That's like easily one of the biggest sort of treats of this year of getting like another Ty West movie. Um, so yeah, hopefully it's as good as X. Um, and then, yeah, this next one is, is more great news uh, for a movie, which I am now very much looking forward to in the end of 2022. Um, and this was a movie that we didn't even know existed until this know, press release, um, which is uh, that yeah, shudder um, in sort of co-production have announced that there is a new VHS movie coming out. Um, and it's coming out very soon because VHS 99 um, comes right. exclusively to Shudder on October 20th this year, um, which is perfect. Um, we talked about this last year with 92, and I'd basically said, like, I would be more than happy with one of these every couple of years, mm-hmm. even two or three. Um, so the fact that we're getting it this soon, I mean, I i'm not worried but it's like man i hope the quality doesn't drop because of a quick turnaround but i also think that it's you can't compare it to other projects because this no. is completely different people making this film no, it's um, very inducive of a, of a franchise that can get a lot of sequels in mm. succession and not dip in quality you keep you keep a fresh crop of directors you know they've only got a, a, a 20 to 30 minute segment to fill mm. um you know so they don't need a giant production wheel it's very low budget you know it's not you know, they're not making 90 minute features within a year. You know, it's it's like, yeah, we're going to be watching an, a potentially 90 minute, maybe even longer feature, but not mm. by one individual. So, so yeah, I, I don't, I don't see the turnaround being an issue. I think, you know, we discussed 
the question of will they do this now they have the rights to vhs will they actually you know franchise it and, and turn it into one of their other um you know wheelhouses will it be another leg of shutter and i think kind of you know when you see what they did with creep show and how quickly they've been punting out creep mm. show and that you know that is, is very similar um you know it's kind of like a, a, a darker version of creep show if you like yeah, I mean, like, like you say, they could already be on pre-production for VHS 2000, you know, coming mm-hmm. out next year. Like, that's how, like, say, how fluid this can be, and it, and it doesn't get in the way. Um, so, yeah, it's awesome anyway. I love that it's 99. I think that's a real great period to set this in. Kind of like even talking in the in the press release, they were talking about how it's going to harper upon the sort of millennium bug aspect, and it's very much like the, the kind of death of VHS, as sort of DVDs were then really taking it over as sort of the end of the 90s. Mm. And so I'm really curious how all that's going to be handled. Um, And then, yeah, as far as the actual filmmakers go... um we have a list of six filmmakers as part of this and pretty awesomely there's two filmmakers here who not only have we done episodes on their previous films but we enjoyed both those films um so the first one is uh, johannes roberts who did last year's funny enough uh, resident evil welcome to raccoon city um he's in there which is awesome um I-, I would love for this to be some weird little small resident evil thing but obviously it's not going to be that <laughs> yeah yeah oh yeah so, yeah just rob silent hill because everyone else does in horror anyway yeah exactly just, yeah just, you know call it pt it's fine yeah exactly yeah the hill is silent yeah just like yeah. you can you can get around copyrights like bloody was it Cap- capcom or who not capcom um konami they don't give a shit um no, no, they're not chasing anything they're not taking down anything right now no exactly so yeah that's awesome to see him in there and then the other name is pretty cool um because it's tyler mcintyre who uh did tragedy girls as his last film um which was another film that we really liked he also the last thing he did was um an episode of that into the dark which was that good boy that like the dog one which i thought was one of the best episodes oh, okay. i think you watched that yeah. as well yeah um so like he yeah i've i've liked the two things i've seen him do so like immediately seeing these two names attached i, I don't know the other four so i'm not going to go for them all now because i just don't i'm not familiar with their work um but it's a great sign at least that the two names we do recognize you know they've done two films that we did dedicated shows on and we both very much enjoyed their films obviously johannes like he was in our top 10 last year so um pretty funny that he was in our top 10 with vhs and now he's making a vhs it's, it's almost as if we made it happen i don't know it's weird um, it, feels, it feels that way i mean you know i think uh, you know I, I don't want to be mentioned in the credits but uh you know we, we all know exactly um but yeah the final thing i will say is i mean look vhs scare package this is all great but like what's going on where where is psycho gorman 2 like (laughs) all jokes aside it it is weird because i think just as a quick aside like i think there is clearly the fan base there i think it's so successful in in its own sort of right and and it has become this own like franchise in a weird way with like the merchandise and everything else that i think it would just makes too much sense to to do a sequel at this point um and i do worry that kind of it obviously wasn't in like an original shutter production it was picked up by shutter after the fact and so i do worry if there there are smaller indie companies that have some of the rights to pg that are basically saying yeah we don't really want to fund a sequel right now and then the 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 money it would cost to buy that ip is just not worth someone like shudder buying those full rights and so it ultimately just becomes this like frozen thing i really hope that's not the case but i that might be the case i i don't know like the rights to pg like is 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 that like saying you know you 
the cost of hiring Bruce Campbell. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, but yeah, but what I'm saying is, is like, the, yeah, like, say for instance, that is the case. This pro- production company might just be like, well, we're more than happy to keep it, but we don't really want to do anything with it right now. So yeah. if you want to buy it, it's going to cost this amount. And Charlie's like, well, it's a silly amount. I do wonder whether it's potentially. Um, uh, you know, Kickstarter and stretch goals and all these mm. different things. Like, have they actually fully delivered on that? Are there still things in the pipe work? You know, we know that some of the add-on things that you know aren't aren't available yet and haven't come out yet. And is it that you know the, the mindset of the the people that would you know necessarily be making a sequel are still doing other PG related things because they've got all these weird kind of things to fulfill? It's kind of you know it's such a weird. Um, you know, we haven't seen it for a while, really. Kind of a, a, a you know, a crowdsourced kind of fund, you know, fundraise movie. And I think, kind of, you know, when we when we saw it with Rob Zombie, you know, it, it took him a long while to kind of, you know, complete everything that he'd promised and kind of get it out there. Mm. And I think, you know, I wonder if you know that is still the case with this. I don't think the original movie was crowdfunded, though. I, well, could oh, okay. I don't Maybe think not. it was i think it was just like a lot of indie movies that it was obviously a canadian production I've seen, I've just... seen like 50 different pg crowdfunded yeah, things because like i say they're really sick with all the merchandise and stuff so that does yeah. give me hope because clearly they are getting the rights to continue pg in other forms it's just why hasn't a film happened yet considering a lot of the stuff steve was talking about last year especially when you listen to all three of the commentaries like i have um he was clearly very excited to make a sequel and had a lot of ideas and so i'm kind of like okay why hasn't this happened yet um but who knows maybe they're just keeping it quiet and it'll be like next year they'll just they'll bring it home for us for us hardcore fans um but yeah yeah, that's a, a weird aside but yeah either way like two awesome news stories like i'm really how did, how did our news get back to pg man i mean honestly about myself listen yeah. it's, it's a skill all right um but either i'm really excited for both these films like as we sort of go into the tail end of the year obviously we've got like our biggest most anticipated movie of the year soon and then we have fright fest so it's like our august is already spectacular but then you kind of you look at that last quarter of the year and be like right what are going to be the big films that are going to fill that quarter and like i'm looking forward to pearl and vhs as much as anything in that quarter um so yeah very very great news um but yeah instead of films shall we talk about a tv show Let's do it. Let's talk about Resident Evil. So yeah, like we uh, like we said at the start, this is obviously the first ever live action TV series of Resident Evil, um, which is pretty crazy. Where I mean, how long has this franchise been around at this point? Like thirty years, over thirty years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we got. When was the first the... game? Was it like ninety? Off the top of my head, was it like ninety eight, seven? Yeah, I was thinking like ninety six, ninety seven. Yeah, because it was around that early, like the PS One, like Metal Gear Solid. So, it, yeah, I think it was mid um, nineties. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like it's so what? Yeah, just over twenty five years now, and mm-hmm. it's obviously been this hugely successful uh, horror IP across all mediums. Really, like the the huge, obviously the previous film franchise that made a shit ton of money, the kind of mm-hmm. the six film uh, franchise before, obviously the reboot last year, as well as like 
so many animated movies so many different forms of entertainment as well as obviously the core games the spin-off games the the arcadey type stuff as well as remakes the, the... of the games yeah. <laughs> they're already now working their way through like what their third remake next year so it's mm. it has so many different eras and styles of resident evil it's died <laughs> multiple times like the true zombie that it is you know it's mm-hmm. it's had the lowest of lows and it's had the highest of highs um and it's kind of wow. weird that it's ticked yeah. off all these boxes other than a live action tv show until this point i think when you look at like uh modern franchises like you know just across all media like Mm. resident evil is one that's been there kind of in the zeitgeist for yeah like you say over 25 years now and at times has literally died and fallen on its ass and Mm. and most modern franchises kind of stop at that point but it, it comes back and it comes back bigger than ever um and yeah to think that like you know there's there's this giant netflix project of resident evil in 2022 is is kind of insane yeah it really is and like i say like resident evil is is a real unique um franchise because of that reason of the fact that it really does span such a, a vast quality across the board like i've played resident evil games that i would consider 10 out of 10s masterpieces and i've also played ones that i would think are barely two out of 10s and (laughs) and and that is kind of wild like i don't think there's many franchises that you could say that about that have been going on for that long um and and like i say is is innovative in its own sense but then also has been extremely derivative and and kind of ran out of ideas and it really has just done everything like i say there's a reason why whenever we talk about resident evil you can talk about it forever um it's kind of hilarious it's very similar to the the only franchise i can think of is like a star wars yeah yeah, all these different legs and dying and like if you talk to a fan base from 15 years ago in resident evil they'll love a different yes, movie to someone a, a different point. game slash movie that that's mm. you know that point in time and and you you know you get that very much with star wars fans and and there's there's very few ip that that can hold a, a mantle to that level of of weird you know subsections that yeah there'll be a you know a, a legit hardcore resident evil fan that won't have played like the original games you mm. know and, and would would have just picked up four or recent times would have just picked up you know seven and village and be like oh the, these are legit like yeah, yeah the, these are fantastic games and it's like you, you're not wrong it's just like you know yeah how long have you been on this journey basically I think that comparison is perfect because it re- it really is like the Star Wars of horror, where obviously it is a smaller thing, of course, because nothing's as big yeah. as Star Wars. But like I say, there is at least five different entries of Resident Evil that anyone could be. It's like that's their one. Um, yeah. and, and I myself now bounce across probably two or three at this point because there's so many different eras of Resident Evil, and it's and it's you know we obviously are, are there from the start pretty much. Um, yeah. you know, we, I don't think we were there in '96, but we were there probably around 2000 thousand i would say what would you say around that time was when we started playing these games probably i mean certainly we we were hardcore before resident evil 3 came out it was mm. kind of when one and two was doing the rounds so yeah 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 so um yeah i i would i would say probably around about 98 something like that yeah and so you think yeah that's a, a well over 20 years of with this franchise and i oh, think yeah. Be, yeah resident evil 3 came out in 99 that's what i've just looked up okay, so yeah, resident evil 3 came out in 99, so, yeah. yeah it would have been around the time resident evil 2 came out probably that's crazy like i say that is and that is one of my earliest memories and in terms of like a franchise that has been around my whole life yeah like it's it's seeing star wars in the cinema at a young age seeing you know episode one and and playing these games and and those are still with us today like it's yeah it's weird um so yeah 
yes um but yeah obviously we're going to be going all over the place here because that's the only way we can do it with resident evil but um i mean where else do we even start other than i guess plot like is there anything else to go into I think so. I think so. yeah i think if you if you if you've listened to us talk about resident evil before you know how much we love it and if you haven't mm. probably just that little conversation uh you're probably <laughs> sat there thinking jesus christ yeah these these boys like resident evil um so say as a word of advice is don't get too bogged down in the plot because the plot is ludicrous <laughs> i know i'm already thinking like what do i even do basically um <laughs> basically i'm fucked <laughs> yeah there's two timelines <laughs> keeping both brief <laughs> yeah we have we have th- yeah this tv show is set over two timelines that are running parallel through the whole season so we kind of get um what is it kind of it, it's, it's pretty, pretty much three yeah, so it's three decades after the original outbreak, so in 2022, as in today. Mm-hmm. Um, but the but the virus has been around for the last three, you know, 30 years, and it's kind of new. Um, Raccoon City is where we're we're now joined. So the kind of outbreaks of the original games have happened to some extent, and we mm. don't know quite fully, you know, how far we've gone, but. Those, you know, those events seem to have happened in some capacity in this world. And Umbrella has now gone back to Raccoon City and are rebuilding kind of the the, the city, the infrastructure, and and their experiments. And kind of we we kind of in both timelines are kind of our constant between the two is kind of um, Dade and Billy Wesker, who are um, twin sisters, who are kind of. Um, kind of what about 15 16 i guess in the kind of 2022 timeline yeah um i guess they're kind of high school age and then and then um yeah the the second timeline is um what, 14 15 years after 14 because it's 2036 <sighs> got it yeah 14 15 years after and um yeah we we kind of we pick up that storyline predominantly with jade and kind of her her journey kind of still surviving in this world and kind of um you know after the the events of the original timeline that we see and um i think kind of you know the, the two the two timelines definitely are jarring to begin with and it takes a while to get used to mm. because it's kind of like you know jade in in the kind of future world i guess kind of i think from now on it you know easy to say kind of now slash modern day and then future and yeah. kind of future jade is kind of um you know very much in this post-apocalyptic monster overridden world where the monsters have taken over and it's a fight for survival whereas kind of the modern day is very much the um okay we've got a handle on this virus and we're now trying to rediscover it and and figure out you know how to how to do it in inverted commas for good and and you know kind of how can we understand this virus and do good with it and kind of it's under control and the humans are kind of rebuilding um but yeah i mean i guess it's it's, i don't even know how much further you really have to go into plot than that um i think think we've already done too much because i'm starting to fall asleep from the plot to be honest yeah fair play i mean it's bloody difficult when you're when you're watching like i think anything in particular the first episode yeah it, it really throws you in like too too far in the deep end i think because it jumps between these two storylines kind of very quickly and it's very jarring and and you just have no idea what's going on uh for, for 
I'd say that the first couple of episodes, like it really didn't calm down until probably episode three for me. Where I'm like, okay, I'm kind of just aware of this cycle. You know, mm. it's kind of like, you know, we talk about these, you know, horror movies with this day night cycle. It's very similar with this, where it's kind of like this, you know, w- we're seeing the outbreak happen slowly in the modern day. And then we're seeing kind of Jay dealing with it and kind of, you know, the, the, the future stuff was in the earlier episodes was very much where the, action kind of was and then the story and plot is very much in the modern day segments yeah but yeah i mean resident evil netflix how how did you feel yeah i mean they definitely did it and uh yeah it was a it was a complete waste of time really i think it was this was such a frustrating watch um right from the start because knowing this was eight episodes and finishing that first episode um which i thought was absolutely abysmal um and knowing that you got another seven was it was a rough feeling um <laughs> and it's something that kind of with tv shows i have been very strict to stop watching when i'm not enjoying um and i'm and i'm happy with that whereas knowing we're doing it for the show i almost felt captive and was like i'm gonna have to keep watching this um and it was strange for me Uh, and i luckily think it does get a bit better um very marginally though i think we're talking about a very low bar of quality across the board i think the whole season bounces between a four and a five out of ten through 90 percent of it and it probably peaks at like a six probably around episode three um when you actually get a bit of character you kind of get a bit more of a sense of what's going on at umbrella the the stupid bullshit in 2036 calms down a bit um because it starts so bad you know we're going to be jumping around a lot because that's what the tv show does but i think with tw- the 2036 stuff it just it starts so awful it's just hez jade she's like doing this stupid experiment with the zombies she's so cavalier where she's just like chilling like sitting next to them yeah. and she like snags her arm and, and bleeds and now suddenly they become like full-on sprint in world war z like there's a million that are all touching each other like a swarm of zombies chasing you Mm. and i already i don't like that type of zombie i never have done and i think that it's it's rarely been used if ever in anything resident evil um yeah to start with that and it does go back and forth with different times but i think that's a majority of the zombie you get in this which is just a to me a very generic boring zombie and so that's like already terrible and then it then becomes a bunch of different tv tropes which is jade gets in a situation which is impossible to get out of and and then a completely random thing comes and saves her like the first time it's like this giant stupid looking like lava creature that's going to eat her and it's taken really Real long to eat her CG on that yeah like there's a lot of terrible cg and it's i don't even know what's the worst but that's definitely up there and i think yeah and it's the first and it's if it's not the worst it's certainly really up there and because it's the first thing you see i think it just takes the mantle like it stuck with me the full season 
it is dreadful and the fact that it's on screen for like say it lingers where it's like oh i might eat you and it's just like come on and then someone just saves her and then it gets into the cycle of person saves them have a few conversations generic action sequence person screws you over oh no i'm dead random person out of nowhere comes to save me and that's like a thing they do like four times in a row pretty much until we get to the the prison like her breaking out of prison sequence Mm. um which is i think probably the highlight of the 2036 stuff um because it's at least it's this is where the show really wants to be the the film franchise resident evil the previous six film franchise just the over the top zany silly action and it's at least entertaining it's not remotely what i personally want from resident evil as we'll discuss you know many people want different things from resident evil that's not Mm -hmm. what i'm after and but it wasn't it was done entertainingly um but then then we actually get some plot in 2036 which i guess we'll come back to because we'll just jump all over the place but you can just tell that the way this tv show was structured was the 2022 stuff is going to be slow because it's about character it's about these two new girls you know going to a new school new living environment oh what's going on with their dad maybe you know who wesker is going to the show and so you kind of know what's potentially what's going to happen or if you are a brand new viewer you're like okay i don't know anything about this um so obviously they're planting the seeds there with the umbrella stuff but it's going to be slow and so i think they kind of was worried we can't have a, a show called resident evil without these big stupid action set pieces so that's why in the, at least the first four episodes we just constantly anytime there's oh it has kind of maybe i'll start to get to know jade and billy and maybe i'll become invested in that story boom hard cut to just the most shit generic like over the top hey look here's a million zombies chasing this one person and now she's gonna like i said before get stuck in an impossible situation psych i've just now jumped off this giant ravine into a sea of zombies because that doesn't that look cool they did that in that one film that everyone liked um (laughs) it's it's just really irritating and annoying and so i think the structure the overall structure of the show is terrible um because it actually takes away from any sort of character development the show might have had um because i don't think it actually had any but like if it did it was ruined by the by the pacing and the i'll constantly this cut to this bullshit um that just does it doesn't make any sense it's just oh that the, the way that world looks as well is just like the most generic shit cgi post-apocalyptic world like everything just looks terrible in that in that place i think the only bit that was good um relatively early on was when uh jade kind of goes to like this woman's house and has like an actual moment again of character this is why i feel like the show is lacking so much it's just like slowed down moments and this was i think this might have been the only scene in the whole show where it was just one zombie um yeah because and that worked to to me that was like decent it was like genuinely tense it's what you want in to me in all great zombie stuff which was a level of emotional attachment to who that zombie is and so the fact that they kind of they put a story on this on this zombie why this zombie is in this location and i'm like okay this is oh this is somewhat resembling a either a a good zombie piece of media or even remotely a good resident evil piece of media um whereas everything else it just went so over the top and overboard and so yeah it's it's just kind of like a mess and then as we get kind of more into i mean i guess we should say as well i know we're quite far into it but as always with our tv shows we we don't we talk spoilers here um we're, we're not gonna avoid spoilers we we never do with our tv specials um so we're gonna spoil the shit out of this but as you can kind of tell by the conversations okay. going yeah it's uh it probably you're probably not missing much um 
but yeah it just it was a very frustrating and then to get the kind of the bite early on with with billy in the 2022 i was like oh, okay at least we're getting the, the slow turn now and obviously with her not being ever you know present in 2036 straight away i was like okay maybe this is where we get some good character stuff we're gonna see what happened to billy and why this kind of made jade the way she is in 2036 mm. and i just think all of those decisions were so boring to have her like constantly really be almost immune and i i get there's story reasons for that later on with the blood and the fucking wesker clones which we'll get to oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but like it, i'm just frustrated because i think it's a re- it's just a really poor tv show that's all it is really and i don't actually think it, it almost warrants a conversation past it's just a very forgettable um very generic zombie netflix show and so the fact that this is it's just called resident evil on its own it's the first ever live action show and i think that's what really disappoints me because to call something just resident evil i expect a certain level of of characters and not just okay here's wesker and we're going to change everything about this character that you know from the games and then we'll give this bullshit reason as to why that makes sense later on that's not good enough um to just have this place called new raccoon city and constantly have these like oh if you've played all the games this might make a little bit of sense to you um it's just not good enough. It, it doesn't follow any of the sort of stuff we know and love about Umbrella or any of that the legacy of the characters. Um, and so then when you get to like small Easter eggs by the end of the show, I'm just actively pissed off by them. Um, <laughs> like when we get the whole like, oh, go meet this person. And it's like Ada Wong written on the piece of paper. And it's supposed to be like, oh, you know that character, the beloved Ada Wong. And it's like, I'm just like, fuck off. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want to see like if it, if it was like, a you know, a Leon Easter egg or something or Claire popping up. I'd be i'd just be annoyed at this point um because they've just done so dirty to to wesker to umbrella um to anything that was resident evil and and ultimately the show just was what my biggest fear was that i thought that they had bolted on the resident evil license to just a generic tv show and i think that's exactly what happened here i think there's a reason why this is a mess pacing wise and storytelling wise because i feel like this was about four different scripts merged into one you you put this kind of resident evil blanket over the top of it and then you sell it to netflix and that's what the show is it's like okay this there's the main bulk of the story is about these twin girls dealing with like a problem and you can change these small little elements like oh yeah she's bit by a zombie dog because that's kind of resident evil but like that could have easily been something else you know she could have been attacked by a drug dealer and got a you know something you don't mean like you could have made this is like a drama and not had it as anything to do with zombies and it just feels like they it really feels like they retroactively made this a resident evil thing occasionally will chuck in a oh arcade mountains the the hardcore fans will get that reference and and yeah it's just nothing it's it to me this is what a lot of people said about last year's film which i didn't think was accurate where it was like oh yeah isn't it funny that they say jill sandwich and i'm like well no i kind of feel like it is first of all it is funny because it is just this weird like meme at this point but i'm also like it all it does add to the story and and obviously they did like the characters and the setting so much better than this did but i feel like that did come from a place of like yeah we're trying to make a fun movie that is resident evil this just feels like they were given a bunch of money they wanted to make a generic zombie show and then for some unknown reason they they got sold this license and resident evil doesn't have a strong enough protection on it because it like i say it really does go from unwatchable shite to some of the best things i've ever played in my life and i just don't know where the line is anymore well, like i think the line, the line is, thing, the i'm line, scared the line is right there yeah 
some of the most terrible stuff you've ever seen to some mm. of the best stuff you've ever played. I think, yeah. I think that there, there's your answer. As well, though. Um, sorry? <laughs> this, but, like, Resident Evil 6 is as, as shite as this show. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, do you feel better now, bro? Yeah, kind of. I feel like you need to... Yeah, I still uh, wasted seven hours, so I'm still pissed off. Yeah. I mean, I, I hear you. I think... Um, like two or three episodes in, I was pretty much like, oh, okay, this isn't Resident Evil. I'm like, this doesn't feel like Resident Evil in any way. There's there's nothing about this that, like, like once basically the name Albert Wesker is the only thing that you hear on a regular basis in the 2022. And in the future, there's just nothing. It's just generic mm-hmm. zombie stuff. The zombies, you know, I think... Um, Again, you know, when, when you're hardcore into a franchise, you can't help it. But, like, the zombies don't feel like Resident Evil, you know. The the games have always had them reasonably slow, and, and, and the movies had them slow, and they started off to get faster. And I think this kind of, you know, I'm with you with this modern age of, well, not even modern age, because Dawn of the Dead came out in, like, 2014, and 28 days later did as well, didn't it? Like, you know, the, the, it, it, we've had this gimmick for 20 years now, and it's like... Um, these quick zombies just aren't as interesting. They're they're fun for like a crazy set piece, but they're not interesting to watch as a, as a character development because you they have no character. It's just a horde, and I, and I don't find a horde interesting. You know, I think kind of the, the finale of just this, you know, drones shooting hordes of zombies was just <laughs> nothing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it was, yeah, just, it was it nothing. Was, there's just nothing that I can get from that because I'm like, well, the zombies aren't going to kill a drone, and <laughs> there's a ton of zombies, so I don't care if the drones shoot them. I'm like, this is just, this is just nothing. This is just absolute, you know, just just senseless kind of action on my screen, and I think kind of, um, you know, that that's where I feel with with all of the modern stuff. I think by far my favorite episode was episode five where it was mostly set in um, kind of 2022 with them doing the whole uh, like treasure hunt at home and trying mm. to find all the different things. And that was absolutely preposterous. <laughs> but but I still found it amusing. Um, and I think that's the other thing that like, you know, this movie just has no Resident Evil DNA in it at all, as far, this TV show, as far as I can see. Um, and, and throughout the whole thing, there's just these really weird, like dialogue lines and character choices, I think kind of, you know, to the point of like trying to be comedy to just cringe to, to just like, why are characters saying this? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I think kind of, um, the whole kind of love interest guy for, for Jade, um, was it Simon? I think he was called, um, was it Simon? I can't remember. But, but whatever his was. name was, like, he is just like everything he does. He's just like this little puppy, like instantly. Yeah. And he's just, he's just pathetic. And I Which think there's so many characters. Well, like anytime they need mm. like a, a piece of hacking or any sort yeah. of, we need to get an umbrella. He just pops up and yeah, he's just he's devoid of any good character. At hacking, but he has no <laughs> idea. His mom is like a genius, evil super genius. Yeah. Like, you've hacked umbrella like every day of your life. Did you not like <laughs> did you not like see a face once? Mm. I'm like, dude. Um yeah, like it's it's you know, it's weird because I, I certainly the first episode left me very angry and very frustrated and very much like 
this is not what I wanted. This is my worst fear realized. But it was almost like once I'd kind of got to acceptance, which I did by episode three, I kind of just learned to enjoy it for what it was. And like like you said, it, it gets better. It never gets great. It, it's it, and and then I'm basically like, okay, how was this for a zombie show? And I'm like, it was fine. Like, <laughs> did did I like this more or less than Day of the Dead? I'm like, I don't know. They they <laughs> were similar. <laughs> like, I I had I had levels. I'm so glad I stopped watching that after one episode. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you probably watched the worst one though. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I think I like Day of the Dead more because they had more relatable zombies. <laughs> mm. But you know, it's just it is just ex- in- incredibly disappointing, and I think it's it's hilarious as well because I almost feel like the. Um, you know, the, the Arkali Mountains and the Ada are kind of thrown in there almost be- like like in, in spite where it's like, oh, mm. God, we've just got to put some franchise shit in for these super horror bros, hardcore fans. And it's like, well, well no, just don't make a Resident Evil thing. Yeah. Like, don't use the IP if you, if you don't want it. And, it and, and I hate it when that happens, where it feels yeah. like, you know, it's one of the things we spoke about with the... Um, you know, with the Halloween sequels that have come out where they're like, oh, yeah, don't Halloween sequels suck? And I'm like, mm. no, no, guys, don't don't shit on the past. Like, don't, don't shit on these, like, sequels that some people like as much as the originals, but at least like, uh, you know, even if they're not that much, they like a lot. And it's like this. They're like, oh, yeah, you're going to like, you're going to pop hard, aren't you, for Ada Wong? And I'm like, well, yeah, I will, because I, I like that character. Um, and, and, yeah, and I think... My my highlight of the entire season was when we got the Wesker videotape of um, Lisa Trevor. Mm. I was like, that, that was the best bit of the entire TV show. <laughs> that that thirty seconds of seeing Lisa Trevor and just seeing like what looked like Raccoon City in the original app break was. I was like, oh yeah, I'd, I'd like that. I'd like to see it, that. All, all that they did was where I was like, oh, I need to watch Welcome to Raccoon City again. Because yeah. that just reminded me of how well they did Lisa yeah. Trevor in that film. <laughs> same, same. And it was just like, you know, and I think that's where we were kind of like, you know, when we when we reviewed Welcome to Raccoon City and we were like, um, they, they really nailed it as much as they possibly could. And like hindsight now, like I need to see that movie again. Because mm. I'm just like, they really did nail it because I think... Um, you can't just remake it you know the the video games have been remade like we we can't keep having that exact same story and and i get that but likewise if you can you know recreate and reimagine and kind of do twists on things it's like okay wesker can be a clone like cool does that make it does that add to his character nah nah it's just it's just preposterous but like yeah you you can do stuff like that you can take liberties with it you know you can you can change these characters, but change them for the better. Don't just shoehorn them into a, a already made script and be like, oh, okay, the clone can be Wesker. Cool. Let's just shove the original in a leather jacket and make him look like Blade and, and, and cool. That's that's all we need to do. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, that's that's not, you know, that's that's not Wesker. 
just because he's wearing a leather jacket and glasses, that's not that's not what it's about. He, he really uh, did look like Blade, um, didn't he? Like way more than yeah. any sort of version of Wesker. I was like, is this almost some weird Easter egg to Blade? Like it was it that's was bizarre. Time, I know Wesker. Like Wesker's not known for like no, I've never thought of Blade and Wesker before. Yeah, like it's it's not it's not like you know it's just the sunglasses that Wesker's known yeah. for. And I think you know you look at Welcome to Raccoon City where we got this entirely different Wesker. Mm. and and you know he slowly became like uh, uh you know th- this kind of troubled wesker and it, it was, was like and oh, it's... Wesker actually be with the with the with the crew you know with the yeah. stars crew like and exactly. be actually be friendly was, with them all was great was was really good yeah exactly and it was just what i wanted from a wesker seeing him you know and and let alone when we get into the latter episodes and we meet you know al or bert or whatever mm. these different variations of wesker are called like the 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 one that's been held captive and then like gets let go that whole scene of him in the um restaurant ordering breadsticks and all these different things mm. it was just it was just so cringe worthy where i'm like this isn't funny like it's it's just cringe and it's just kind of like you know because may- maybe if that wasn't like you know who this character should be you know if it was just like oh it's a funny you know character for that but he's just he's just not that at all and and even the clones don't feel like they should be that um you know it's just... the whole part was so bizarre because i think i don't think there was really any comedy up until that point and so no. to then go boom it's like it was like you know pre the end of raccoon city we're in our clay mountains and we're all getting excited and we're like okay it's clones i'm like at least they've justified why the wesker i've been seeing for this whole series doesn't feel like my wesker yeah yeah i was like okay that's that is like a relatively clever twist but to then go full-on comedy with it and Mm -hmm. have obviously you only really get to see albert the original in that one scene which just he feels off um and And then they're just like oh yeah he died in a volcano you have these weird little things of like oh yeah we are referencing the fact that all of like is all of resident evil canon like part of the series like who fucking knows it's just a mess um and so yeah it's it's just it just becomes this I'm weird pretty sure thing. they just chose the best games so they went for one and six <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's just like the, the one thing i really want to make clear as well is that obviously we're coming at this from a hardcore resident evil fan perspective mm. because we are that and we are unashamedly that and that's that's what this review will ultimately always be but i want to make it perfectly clear that this is a terrible tv show regardless of the resident evil stuff and how we feel like it's not done resident evil justice and blah 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 the use of zombies and all that this is just a shit tv show well i think it's... that's the thing that's that's what i touched upon you know when i got to like episode two or three i've got to acceptance that like oh this isn't resident evil and i'm like okay is this is this like a great you know tv show is this a great zombie tv show and i'm like it's not even good like at times it's not awful like you said it it it, it, you know it really does go between like three to sometimes maybe a six yeah you know and it's just like Elliot hit a six, but yeah, it's mostly yeah. bouncing around those low. Like you yeah. don't need to watch this numbers. Yeah, like this. This is consistently a four, like yeah. throughout the whole thing. And and I think kind of well, the worst you know, thing the, is the, other... the worst, doesn't it? Like episode one is so abysmal to the mm-hmm. point where 
I hope most people who weren't forced to watch this for their podcast watched one episode and bailed. Like, I really <laughs> hope that's what most people did um, because it I, it definitely yeah, is just not like I say, it does get slightly better. But my God, when you're talking about a seven hour time investment, mm. I mean, we'll, we'll get to recommendations, but like it's about as far away as I could humanly possibly give a recommendation on the show. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think the thing about it is as well, like, you know, when when you've got like this opportunity and you've got a franchise and you've got um people interested in it again and you've got momentum, you know, you're coming off the back of the video games being as hot as they've ever been, like as hot as they have been since four. Yeah. Um, you know, and then you've got the movie that came out last year that was very well received and kind of did did really well for the live action, you know, film world of it. And it's like suddenly now it's got Netflix and we've got this Netflix money. We've got it really being pushed hardcore. And, you know, honestly, at points like in episodes, I'm like, apart from the title card at the start, like I have no idea why this is Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. And I think and I think that's the biggest thing where it's just like, who is this for? You know, if it's if it's not for the Resident Evil fan, like why? Why have you made it? you know yeah. and, and it's not and it's not for the resident evil fan I, i'm just really really disappointed in this overall because like I say there was potential for when you're doing the first ever live action show i think mm. when when we talk about last year's film one of the biggest problem was was trying to fit so much content in a film mm. and when you get a tv when you get like say this is seven hours long you get that that time to pick at characters that deserve and really flesh them out and so to just be completely devoid of any interesting characters throughout this entire show is the biggest disappointment and i do start to wonder about just everything about this show because reading a little bit about it earlier like this was one of the tv shows that kind of got shut down massively during the pandemic um and like production got delayed multiple times and it was kind of you know one of these ones that got chopped and changed around a lot like obviously you know perfect example of stranger things and it still turned out brilliant um but i think when you combine that with what potentially i wonder if as part of getting this license like capcom have been very smart with resident evil recently in terms of always having a resident evil project and i think that if you look at the current timeline with village coming out last year we're now in the middle of you get this tv show we've got resident evil coming to dead by daylight again later this year and then we have the remake for resident evil 4 next year and i think this all this show had to come out now um to fill that gap because otherwise oh and also we've got the dlc coming for village later this year as well yeah resident evil is a moving beast and especially when it's been celebrating its kind of um anniversary it's kind of been mm. very succinct with with landing these milestones and landing these different things and and it's kind of that has kind of continued into 2022 as well well, you expect to like say if you look at the the second half of this year, there's a lot of Resident Evil content with the DLC, with the Dead by Daylight stuff. Then obviously Resident Evil Four being a massive deal. The 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 one spell where there wasn't Resident Evil content was the first six months of this year. So I feel like they were almost had to put this out. Let's say this came out mid July. I feel like this was the latest they could possibly put this out and be like, you can't sit on this anymore and so that makes me wonder if this was just a complete rushed mess and obviously this is purely speculation but like i'm trying to look for reasons why 
ultimately why netflix would put something out this shite because like i this is the most disappointed i've been maybe ever with netflix like this is a massive sore spot for me now um and obviously they got so much credit with stranger things and obviously i'll hopefully they'll do black mirror right next year and hopefully won't be rushing that for god's sake but i think with this i'm like man you guys i just it clearly shows that netflix is such a huge company and obviously mammoth and stuff so it's like they just they get so much right and so much wrong don't they because there's just so many different projects this is this is a mammoth ip and they've they've just shut the bed with it i think that's the thing that's so frustrating and even if it's not you know yes it's a it's it's an insane ip for us how much we love it but but resident evil is a huge ip and i think kind of getting that and then just just shit in the bed with it is a massive misstep um i think like as well um i'm not really going to go into huge spoilers on it but just overall my thoughts on the ending like were, were just incredibly frustrated as well that kind of we got the modern day stuff that just just has has no like ending really mm. just nothing you know when we hear kind of you know um Jay well, it's about her sister. to a sequel as well or like a season exactly. two <laughs> that's the thing that's so annoying that the season like they're, they're trying to set up both timelines yeah at the same time for a season two so season yeah. two would just continue both timelines because yeah. both are completely unresolved like mm-hmm. jade just kind of wanders away from the facility in modern day and it's just like oh, okay cool like my sister kind of just left herself behind but fuck her and it's like she really just heel turned on her quite quickly and then like and then like they escaped they they kind of because what is it then she goes back and and then just like randomly freeze her like that's that scene when they just kind of all walk into the same room like mm. randomly that that was almost set for laughs as well wasn't it yeah and it's like you know we get that the the two leave together then and it's just like you know like it's just so unsatisfactory and then i think like i was like okay that's weird because i thought this timeline would get a conclusion and i thought the future stuff wouldn't have a conclusion and i was like okay that's really sucks that that's not satisfying they must be giving us a nice little bow on the final bit and it's like nope nope she's just like shot lost her daughter and just like chilling it was like Mm. okay if she just like died that would have been something yeah <laughs> but but then like her just kind of like getting up and being like oh, i'll just brush that off that's cool like so like both timelines just had no conclusion like if that had been the end of episode five if you'd have just said to me that the yeah, episode eight ended and you're like oh no there's like four more parts to this that that just didn't come out i'm like oh yeah makes sense like like that could have that stop point could have been almost any point in the season it it did not feel like a finale in any way is what i'm getting at it just felt so incredibly anticlimactic you know i think it's because it was such an aimless show wasn't it so when i because i'm with you where like it didn't feel like it had a conclusion but then when you're watching it i was thinking like what is going to be the conclusion because you have this weird the overarching story of the future so we know certain things are going to have to happen and as we get more and more reveals in 2036 with obviously like seeing billy still alive and all that it really takes away a lot of that jeopardy of what's actually Mm. happening in 2022 where i really thought it was going to be at least like a long kind of emotional story of how she loses her sister and why she's kind of like fuck umbrella totally and it never really got that way and and then you just get these weird 
weird dynamics with Wesker. I think the overall dynamic between this trio is just weird throughout the whole series. I don't know what they're going for um, yeah. as, as a sister, for, as a sister kind of relationship, as well as the father daughter relationship. The, it's, the whole thing is just bizarre. Well, and um, you've got like they fell apart, like they just because um, the guy that she doesn't really like gets bit by Billy. Like, yeah. that, that's it, isn't it? Yeah, you know, like, much, yeah she's like well I, I don't like this guy i'm just gonna like ghost him the entire season whoa you bit him fuck you i want nothing more to do with you yeah like like that's kind of what happens and it's just like you know is that really where the seed of resentment come from and like when when the season ends like we've still got a wesker kicking around like is he in the, the future like where's he like when, don't when we get want to shoot. think about it i don't know like it's it's just incredibly frustrating i think and kind of um you know, they they try to throw these little moments, like you say, when we got like the alligator and stuff. And I'm like, oh, I remember when I liked that, like mm. in the game. And I'm like, but I don't like it in this. <laughs> well, that's the other thing as well. What one of the final kind of slaps in the face to to the hardcore Resident Evil fans was like early on in the finale, mm. we get this glimpse of a tyrant. And oh my god, the tyrant! Oh, don't like when we like, get this glimpse. I'm like, oh shit! I'm like, it's yeah. um, like they're actually going to pop me as a fan. We might I'm get it in episode what? seven, the tyrant. No, I'm pretty sure it's the last one because it? it's, I... yeah, it's when it's all kicking off. But it's early on, and so because like there's a plenty of time to go by the time you first see it. And I'm like, yeah, I know, I got excited. Okay, there's so many things here that could happen because you don't really get a full glimpse of it. So I'm like, is it kind of Birkin style tyrant? Are they going Mister X? Could this be a nemesis? Like you don't really know where they're going with it and and then for that to just get i think it's only shown maybe once more um maybe twice but you obviously see it like kind of in the rubble at the end like its hand and it's like oh that's gonna be a thing for series two and it's like that was the final nail in that i was already dead and and just in the ground and fucking dead at that point but then for them to do that i was like okay cool like this is the final slap in the face to actually any resident evil fans and so i think that kind of perfectly ties me to the final point of i obviously don't think this is for resident evil fans in the slightest i think it will actively anger you and you should do your best to avoid watching it at all costs um and if you don't give a shit remotely about resident evil this is an abysmal tv show that is just not worth your time and when i say abysmal it's it's not the worst thing in the world because i'm sure there are like two out of tens on netflix but i'm never gonna even I'm not, I'm not going to go near that shit. For me, this is abysmal because I have I don't watch bad TV, <laughs> and this I did is, watch this. Yeah, sadly. Th- this isn't abysmal. This is just this is just bad to okay mm. as, as a TV show, but as a Resident Evil IP, it's abysmal. But um, and it, even ignoring that, for me, a seven-hour commitment, I'm never even going to go close to anything that is okay as a peak. Yeah. And I know you're saying it's not either. I'm just, I just want to clarify that point of like, because I don't want it to, for people to think that it's just the Resident Evil stuff that pissed me off. This is just bad. The character development between these two sisters, I really wanted to be invested in Jade and Billy's story, and I just couldn't because well, it was just portrayed so poorly. That I wanted to ask you was because. Uh, you know there are multiple points throughout this goddamn seven hour where i'm just switched off but i'm like this is we're 30 years on from the original outbreak i'm like have zombies taken over the world have they had their moment and the humans have got back control is 
is New Raccoon City the only civilization? Do you know what I mean? Like, so you're you're like, talking about 2022? Correct. Yeah. No, I I think it's it's what happened in the games. It's they nuked the fuck out of Raccoon City. They they covered it up. That's but why then, there's a conspiracy but, theory guy. And then for someone, I don't know why it's then called the rest New of the world Raccoon is City. Cool. Yeah, the rest like, of the, yeah, yeah, the rest so of it was fine. We, so obviously, we didn't get like the outbreaks from the other games. Like, it didn't go beyond that. Yeah, I was gonna say um, we don't get like, in Resident Evil. 4. Well, obviously, like I say, they reference Resident Evil Five, which is the yeah. end of Wesker, and that was set in Africa. So, like, yeah, I don't fucking know. Like, <laughs> yeah, like it's just oh, like the thing that, that's is, thing that's one, so one thing I will say is I saw them talking about you know oh yeah we've got the rights to everything for the show. They were they were saying before the show came out kind of like braggadaciously and then they were saying like oh yeah in the future we'd love to have like lady d from from village pop up and stuff like this so like they're obviously they are in they clearly have the rights to everything um and and like yeah it's it's a scary thought i pray like i wish i could actively destroy my netflix account so they don't see that i watch this piece of shit um want to be part of a viewership that they might use to green light a season two um but if they do it, I will not even be remotely watching one second of it. So no, um, I, I, yeah, I, I apologize for being slightly responsible for there being a greenlit season two. The fact that my Netflix account has that view on it, yeah, is, that is that is a shame, and I and I do apologize for that, and and I do ask listeners to not do the same. Yes, uh, because yeah, this, this, watch, this, uh, this Stranger Things at least two more times to counteract that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like, there are so many things you can do better with seven hours like play some of the resident evil games in their entire village is only a bit longer than that just go play that it's amazing only came out last year (laughs) i mean you could probably play through one two and three in that time if you know what you're doing (laughs) maybe yeah but who's the club (laughs) you're really telling people to play playstation one games in 2022 there's a one two and three that exists yeah i guess so i mean there's a one and a two that exist that are very valid to play um, yeah. Well, no. Yeah. Well, free is still. Fun. Oh, oh, listen. We can't get into this conversation now. Um, <laughs> oh, you did so well. I'm proud of you. Proud of you. <laughs> I felt the bait. I felt the bait from you. Where it's like you want to get into a debate now about the games, and I'm not falling for it right now. I, I genuinely thought that the I didn't like. It was just like an alley oop. Like I just was just like that's, that's He's not gonna. He's not gonna uh, miss this. He's going straight in. And you're like, no, no, rejected. Like, I know. Okay, cool. You have this. What's the what's the best free Resident Evil games? Go. Do you, no, not best. Your favorite. No, no, I'm not playing. <laughs> no, we don't have that. We don't have that amount of time. Horse and oh, it's hard. It's either two remake or village. No, I'm not. I, I I'm not even starting. Like I don't know how. I don't know how long we can record for until the recording stops. Um, but <laughs> if I if I had to start to rank Resident Evil games, that's what we'd find out. So Listen, yeah, episode, episode 500 will do it. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. We're never getting to 500. That's fine. <laughs> not if I have to watch shit like this for seven hours. I'm definitely not. No, um, I was going to say, I mean, 350 is looking to push. I was going to say, we're, we're literally taking a break next week because of this piece of shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's why. <laughs> um, but yeah, that is, I mean, I don't want to say anything. Oh, we do have a couple of comments just to quickly wrap this up. Um, yeah. <laughs> 
so yeah we had a couple of comments on twitter just because they're funny um one from alex who says uh, how did they manage to make something so bad that it makes resident evil the final chapter look like citizen kane um i mean yeah you just perfectly summed up in one sentence like yeah you think about that the the yeah the sixth resident evil movie the original film franchise and like i miss God, them so much <laughs> i mean yeah like i ha- i actively hate that film as well but yeah i would gladly watch that because it was it was under two hours long um so <laughs> that was uh way way better than this god-awful show um oh god then, that's uh, why they got excited about clones in it mm-hmm. i hadn't even thought like how obsessed it's the thing like there is a weird amount of stuff in this show which is clearly trying to tap into that original Aww. film franchise like like say with all of the action and stuff it's ridiculous the over-the-top action and, and all the zombie it stuff really um, is if you were like you know you're trying to please everyone so you just please another one it's yeah, like that's you know. exactly what this is um and then yeah the other comment um was from cat who said i've only seen one good review of this god i don't want to see that um the rest were absolutely damning it's a shame because the actor who plays wesker is brilliant in everything he's in yeah i mean this has got to be the worst thing lance reddick's ever been in right i know he's amazing and like <laughs> you know he, he, even at points like i enjoy just seeing him yeah, I need to watch him in something stuff. because I don't like him right now, and that's not fair to him. So I need to like watch him in something quickly, so I don't yeah. feel like I never want to associate him as the fucking clones of Wesker ever again in my life. I know. I'm I'm glad that I've like just played through Horizon Forbidden West because like he's a major character in that, and uh, like voice acted and um, visually, you know, kind of he's, like, he's at- everything. <laughs> He's in everything. He's in everything. He, he's he's one of the main characters in the game, and and like I was like, oh, I'm I'm just gonna picture silence and and forget this Resident Evil thing exists because yeah, he he is he is awesome. He's in so much stuff, and um, yeah, it's it's a shame that he's in this. <laughs> yeah, it really is. But yeah, that's that's all there is. I want to I want to hear that. Like, I would like to see the positive review. No, uh, I don't. Not- I want to. I want to just see, like, you know, I just interested. <laughs> um, honestly, this is one of those times I'm going to be so aggressive. I can't. I can't allow such ridiculous <laughs> thoughts right now. Like, this is just unequivocally bad, and we all need to just accept that and move on with our lives. It's just the easiest thing to do. This isn't like, oh, let's have a, d- a discussion and and bring up. No, it's not. This is not. The show does not deserve it. Trust me. Sometimes um, Nightmare on Elm Street remakes exist, and you have to just forget exactly that's all you can do um what's worse <sighs> god i don't that's a really good question like that that will take as long to answer but would be way less enjoyable than me ranking the resident evil games yeah i don't know they're both awful let's just move on and talk about some good things hopefully soon um very soon i need i need a break after that and then just talk about some good stuff okay yeah that was our discussion of resident evil Uh, we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back So yeah, to kind of oh, just wash ourselves clean of the that dirty TV show, which I'm never going to call it by its original name anymore because it just doesn't deserve that name or title. Um, but no, some things are good. I mean, we mentioned it in the news, kind of. Yeah, I rewatched X. Um, I, I just want to very briefly touch upon it because obviously it'll be another discussion that we'll have later on in the year. Mm. Um, but one thing that really intrigued me about this movie was 
I usually don't like saying this prior to a best of, but I'm going to say it because I haven't felt this way, I don't think, ever for the show, which is that um, I usually have a sense of what my favorites are, if that makes sense. Like when I see a certain movie, I'm like, okay, I know I like that one better than this other film. And and I don't know if that's how everyone works, but that's kind of for me. I'm like, okay, I know I liked that one more. Um, but this entire year, I haven't had an out and out favorite. Um, and it is mostly, it seems to be anyway. Like there are other movies I liked. Obviously, I rewatched Fresh, which I loved recently. Um, but to me, X and The Northman are such strong films um seeing them both at the cinema and absolutely loving them and, and have obviously only both seen them once until recently and yeah i don't know which one is my favorite and that's why i want to say it now because i still don't know um i've rewatched x now and i haven't yet rewatched the northman um and obviously if i do rewatch the northman soon and have a uh, do have a definitive opinion i won't be saying it the podcast um until obviously the year end um but what i do know is rewatching x i fucking love this film um it was everything that i wanted from a ty west movie i think rewatching it it made me realize like oh shit this is a very much a ty west movie um mm. because when you re like rewatch it knowing what's gonna happen you're like oh it's like an hour in until like horrory stuff happens really um and that, that is takeaway how like sneaky tie west this yeah. was because yeah, like, it didn't feel that way did it in the cinema no, it, re it really didn't and then like i was and and it wasn't until the rewatch where i was like man mm. i got fucking tie wested hard yeah. like i really i didn't even realize i got tie wested yeah that was the thing i thought he changed but it yeah. was actually he just did it so well that he made me a fan of, of that of his style yeah. um because yeah, i love this film i think it completely delivers i think all of the characters are exceptional i love them all they're all just so interesting they're so charismatic on screen um i just love the overall portrayal the setting this kind of mix of like the rise of vhs the rise of like home pornography and these guys these like filmmakers trying to capitalize on that in that era it's just it's just great and then yeah when like the actual horror shit happens it's still i think the highlights of this year of like so many kills at least four or five are all spectacular and they're in different ways one as well yeah. is so elevated i think it it works so well and i think kind of I, I think we are, I'm pleased that we touched upon it as much as we did in our review of it but like mm. in the rewatch i found it the same where i was like um 99% of movies would have written all of these characters as pieces of shit yeah. or, or almost all of these characters would have been pieces of shit. And you might have had one female that was more of a victim. And it's it like, would have been no, the no. Shit who's like the yeah. producer or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Or the sound like, no, girl. no, they're all really nice people, you know, yeah. that, that are just, that are just living a good life and, and having fun and are very happy with what they're doing. Mm. And, and I think that was such a, such a great angle to go with because you then do you do feel for them as victims straight away you know it's kind of you know that you could easily rob zombie this and just be like oh everyone's just a piece of shit mm. <laughs> like we just need them all to die and it's like no no like these people are all really like i was sad to see every one of them die you know and i think and i think that's the thing like any character that, that died in that movie was was a disappointment to me because i liked them all and i felt an attachment to them all yeah i completely agree and i think it just it's a testament to like you say ty west's actually making characters of these people they aren't just a body count or a throwaway thing and i think especially when you're a guy who wants to have the first hour have no horror 
you have to have the balls to be like no i i I respect my characters i know that they're intriguing and charismatic and entertaining enough to make this an enjoyable film that you know a lot of people are going to come to this just for the horror um and he delivers not just that horror he delivers such a well-rounded experience let alone like the level of craft that goes into this i think this movie's still stunning watching it at home um and you're like Wow. It, capture, it captures the era so well and so that's what gives me so ex- like i'm really excited for pearl because obviously it's set way before like it's nowhere near the 70s and mm. i just can't wait to see what he does from like filmmaking techniques for pearl and how it's different to x um but yeah i loved x my opinion hasn't changed i think it's e- yeah it's easily one of the best films uh, of the year so far um and yeah i i think everyone should watch it obviously um but yeah, that was a, that was a great time, and I, I, w- I do want to briefly touch upon, um, especially because yeah, we we're not here next week, so we uh, we may as well talk about some things this week. Um, obviously, talked about watching some other TV shows recently. Um, a few weeks back, when I was looking to get a TV show, and how I watched one episode of Day of the Dead, and was like, "Nah, this is awful." Um, I watched another TV show, which I watched like two episodes on, and it didn't grab me. Um, I, I can say it because it, and it's funny because you referenced it last week in the most random way ever, um, which is it was Twin Peaks. Um, oh, yeah. Because, and yeah, I'd already watched it. Well, like yeah, weeks before we we ended up watching um people under the stairs. But like Twin Peaks has been something that has intrigued me my, pretty much my whole adult life. Like I've always been aware of it, and it always gets referenced by mm. so many different things. And so I always wanted to just sit down and watch it. And I, I love the fact that it was these two seasons. It kind of got cancelled in the early nineties. They did a film to wrap up some things, and then they brought like everyone back, like over twenty years later, like the full cast, all the directors, everything, and did like a final third season that everyone loved and so i think that's such a cool thing anyway um watching the show i'm not really going to talk about now because i've only seen two episodes but like i and it didn't obviously like i said it didn't grab me but i do want to get back to it um but the show that did grab me which i've ended up watching a lot of now um is the leftovers um which i have referenced on the show before kind of when we watch Watchmen um in early 2020 and kind of being aware that like obviously damon lindelof he's basically been the the creator of free tv shows which has lost my favorite tv show of all time uh watchman which i think is one of my favorite shows and the leftovers that was like the one in the middle that i never really watched and was like always aware of it knew that it had some interesting cast and that but didn't really know too much about it um and yeah it ran on hbo for three seasons i think it was like 2015 or 2014 to 2017 around that time this is the one that's just like shit thanos in it yeah it's like it's the most basic concept ever it's two percent of the world disappeared yeah yeah. Um, yeah, 140 million i think and yeah yeah, it's just disappeared in an instant and it is funny you reference that because i may as well say it straight away like my god the russo bros stole so much from this show for endgame <laughs> it's it's actually like that like the damon Lindelof's name should be in the credits for endgame because all of that stuff with dealing with grief and the five years later and all that stuff i'm like oh man they love leftovers so much um it's quite cute when you watch it um but yeah that that is the concept and so and then it's like okay how do these people live with these lives and season one um i loved it so so much i think it's what was great about it was that it was the actual fantasy elements obviously when you look at like lost and and obviously watchmen there's a lot of fantasy sci-fi stuff whereas i think with this show it's so grounded outside of the you know two percent literally disappearing and unexplained which i obviously still don't know what happened um it's 
it's very grounded there's there was like there's other hints of other things that aren't explained but you almost can write it off to just people can just say whatever they want to say i think ultimately the entire show is about grief and about how do we move on and i think there is that it's an amazing juxtaposition season one of the people that want to move on versus the people that can't um and i love that dynamic and it's it's funny because I read a little bit about the show before watching it, which was the main consensus was season one was like too grim and too sad. And then season two and three was where they struck the balance right. And that's why it's considered one of the best shows ever. Um, for me personally, I thought one season one was perfect. Um, and it is very sad. Like, oh, my are. God. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you mean? It just sums up where you're at mindset wise. You, you like the, the darker shit. Yeah, well, it's it's just it's real. I think it's so true to all of the characters. Like that was the thing I loved about the writing is so good, and and it's the characters. The reason why I love this show is the characters, and it's that is the easiest thing you can compare to Lost, um, because this this show already has a dozen characters that I'm so invested in and and truly love, and cannot wait to see their conclusions. Um, but just there's so many different dynamics. They keep adding little layers of, of you know, the classic like, OK, here's someone who wasn't really affected by this versus someone who lost everything. And it, it just constantly adds another layer. And I'm like, oh, exactly. Again, yeah, they stole so much. Um it is funny watching it afterwards because i do I wonder how many yeah i i wonder how many people like watched the leftovers and didn't get as much enjoyment out of that marvel stuff because it was like oh i've seen all this done better um but it is funny because I, I i love both so it's great um but, it, it, and it, it, you know like you say that a show focuses that much on grief and how different people deal with it because mm. you know both ways are valid you know if you yeah. decide these people are gone and I want to move on with my life because that that's that's the only option that's valid. Or if you're like, do you know what? I've lost my loved ones. I'm going to dedicate my life to finding out what's happening and I'm all, all and finding them. Then, then yeah, I, I get that because you need closure. Like, yeah, it just depends on what part of your brain ticks one way. Exactly. And, and they do that so, so well where like I say, there isn't an answer. There, there's the people that are like, well, we need to live our lives because otherwise what is the point of living? But then it's the piece of people of like 2% of the world disappeared in an instant and you want to act like everything's fine. Like clearly that happened for a reason. We don't know what the hell that reason was or what again. happened. Yeah, exactly. There's the people that are, exa- yeah, they do all of this stuff. Like it's, I, I could not recommend the show enough. Like you have to watch the show. It's so, so good. I've tried to watch it slowly because I'm, I love it so, so much and I'm trying to savor it because i'm each time i finish an episode i look at how many i've got left and i'm like ah, oh, and i'm like i'm, I'm almost at like single figures at this point um because each season is uh, the first two seasons are 10 and the last one was only eight so it's only 28 episodes and they're, they're just under an hour um so i've been i've been trying to only watch one like a night but it's difficult because it's so so good um yeah i remember season... when this came out like it's got a decent cast as well hasn't it yeah. just of like people you'd know is it um eccleston's in it and yeah, christopher eccleston is so good in this show yeah. you just forget how amazing of an actor he is and it's such <laughs> a different role that i've never seen him do before as well um yeah margaret quayley it was one of like the first major things she ever did um there's an actress called carrie coon in it who i think is exceptional like i don't really think i've seen her in too much but god she's so so good in the show um but yeah season two is definitely different i obviously i don't want to go into it because i don't want to do anything remotely spoilery but like they change a lot 
right off at the back of season two uh, sorry at the start um and i was like it was a culture shock for me especially going like i only took a few day break and start season two um but now i'm like i'm i'm over halfway in season two now so i'm obviously over halfway of the overall show and i still absolutely love it but i don't think season two is as good as season one at the moment so i am curious because yeah reading about it that seemed to be everyone was like oh yeah one's good but it's sad and then everyone's like no two and three are the best thing that ever i mean it's literally cited as one of the best tv shows ever made um mostly off the back of these two seasons i still did i still agree with that because it's that good um mm. but i do i am curious where it's going to go because it's already starting to it's feeling more like lost in a weird way and it's funny because i should obviously love that being my favorite show of all time but i actually liked how different it was to lost and how there wasn't too much about the mystery it was just about the people living their lives whereas mm. i feel like now the show is feeling more like no we're gonna almost have to start to answer questions and i'm like i don't really care i just love all these characters and seeing them overcome all this pain and, and ha- trying to live on um so yeah i'm i'm really it's it's fascinating i i'm probably not going to mention it now until i finish it um and I'll, and I'll obviously give my overall impressions without spoiling it um and i'm trying to savor it but i'll probably have finished it in the next couple of weeks because it's that good um but i wonder how many people have seen it because like it seemed like it did well obviously it was a hbo show and and as i've said time and time again i think they are without a doubt the gold standard when it comes to tv shows mm. um but this is one of them. I think this show, like I say, if you've liked Damon's previous work, this is on par with Watchmen and Lost for me. And yeah, this guy just never misses. He he is my favorite guy on TV. It's difficult because I think the stuff Mike Flanagan's done as well is definitely up there. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, my favorite show of all time was was co-created by Damon. And I thought Watchmen was exceptional. I think this is... This is so good. I think this is like my favorite emotional show I've ever seen. When I when I think to shows I've recently watched, almost like Handmaids, like early seasons of Handmaids and how emotional that was. This combines that, but we're just with way better characters and obviously it you know, hasn't overstayed its welcome or anything like that. Um, so yeah, I, I could, I, it's great. I, I'm glad I get to at least talk about a show that I'm this passionate about right now, con- considering what else yeah, we've talked I, about this I'm, week. I'm just sat here feeling a bit jealous because I'm just like... <laughs> just you know there's an evil still just like oh that's that's how i spent my week bro well it was funny because obviously I, I started the leftovers before and so mm. yeah i had to kind of put it on hold to watch resident evil and that oh. was the thing watching resident evil i would watch an episode of resident evil like earlier on in the day and be like right my reward for later on tonight well i'll watch i'll watch an episode of the leftovers um and every time i'd watch it i would just be like wanting to give it a round of applause like yep that was perfect the show just continues to never miss um my, my reward was just getting to go to sleep but but quite <laughs> often that happened before the episode ended so i got my reward early I was going to say it was a sweet, sweet release of death. Um, but yeah, it's, it's... Many, many episodes ended in sleep before the episode ended. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, it's a smart choice. Um... Yeah, we're in the outtakes part of the podcast now. Like, I, I can be honest. <laughs> <laughs> And it was a funny pairing because you have this show dealing with all these people that it's just like, it's funny how much more entertaining and like enamored I was you, with a show that was about you, literally you like, just been like 2% of the population have watched the direct, the Netflix uh, Resident Evil show. <laughs> this is how they're dealing with that grief. <laughs> or you could just pretend yeah all those people disappeared so that the show just never existed like oh i want to be in that two percent now so just the collective memory of, of the tv show just disappears yeah the 98 um, percent have to live with the thought that they've seen the show and can remember it <laughs> <laughs> how do you deal with that grief 
yeah but yeah this show is so good it, it really I'm, I'm glad like like i've had this since early 2020 so i remember watching watchmen and being like right i need to make sure i watch damon's other show because it's long overdue mm. and so the fact that it's taken me like two and a half years and i it, like I say sometimes it just happens at the right time i i needed a new tv show i watched day of the dead it, it massively didn't land i finally started twin peaks which i've had way on my back burner for longer than two and a half years i would say well over a decade and i was like yeah it's it's good but not great and then literally one episode of the leftovers i'm like i'm committing to all of this show um and yeah i'm so so glad because it's 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 really delivering um how strong yeah. 100 vibes does it have it's very very close um like it's you you won't like me saying it but this is so much better than 4400 um but it, it does you, remind you, me you take that back okay? <laughs> you, you take that back you go yeah i tell you what you do you finish your leftovers then you, then you then you go watch 4400 okay no i'm not gonna commit myself to a show that doesn't even have a fucking ending all right whereas this that's show that's not the show's fault like... no it's not it's the world we live in whereas with this show damon lindelof literally asked hbo who's like can i get a third season to end the show properly and they said yes like that is the level that this man is on that's what um, happens when you damon lindelof instead yeah. of <laughs> Whoever made 4400. <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted you to just make up a name and just go with it. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, no one, sadly, Tom no one remembers Baldwin. who who made made 4400. Don't look it up now. It's no, too Tom late. No, Baldwin's a character from 4400, bro. Okay, all right. Yeah, we all, we all forgot. Should've, it was great at a time. They'll find their place in time. Their place <laughs> yeah. in time. Well, that's the thing as well. I, listen, I can't keep going on it, but the score of The Leftovers is like the most emotional shit ever every time it slowly comes in on the background of the scene i'm like oh shit is it just this... Coldplay on like acid? it it basically is like it's the most saddest piano ever and it's gorgeous it's so like, perfect if, for the if time play in the fray had a baby it would be the left you, you, you can hear it in your head right now that is <laughs> you've absolutely nailed it and you haven't even seen the show like i must have done a great job of describing it because yeah like that is it um and it's perfect and it always comes at the most sad times and i'm like oh i'm already gonna cry and now it's playing this song which is so good like they, yeah they better have that the the, the theme song from 4400 in there they did that's have not, a slow they had that's a slow not copyright. <laughs> they did have a slow sad version of a metallica song which is mm-hmm. like it was mind blown to me especially after already having it in stranger yeah. things i was like what is going on um but that was perfect as well but yeah it was a joy i'm glad we uh, got to talk about a couple of things that were very very enjoyable to end this week's show um but yeah we're having a break next week so uh, saying, you won't be having us have a week off to be honest yeah. after that. <laughs> we're having a week off mostly because resident evil we need to just we need to go take a break but also yeah it'll get us one like as of right now the next thing we're going to be talking about on this goddamn motherfucking podcast is the return of jordan peele <sighs> i can't believe it oh, it's just the hits keep getting better i'm going to probably be finishing the leftovers just as i get to watch a brand new jordan peele movie like what a, what a life what a time to be alive um i can't believe it i can't believe we're actually here i can't believe it hasn't been sport for me yet which i'm pretty excited I mean, about i mean bro we're not actually here yet. We're, we're taking a week <laughs> off, so we're two weeks away. And you're like, I can't believe I haven't had a spoil yet, mate. The journey's. Think if it, if it would have happened, it would have happened in the first week, though. 
I would have thought so too. Yeah, but but spoilers have a horrible like way mm. of just appearing. Like, you know what's funny? This is how like this is such a bad negative mindset. But my mind goes, oh, the reason why it hasn't been spoiled is because yeah, it's not bad. very good. Yeah, yeah. And that's, honestly, honestly, I had that com. I had that exact thought like a couple of days I'm ago. Like, it's, I'm too, like, it's been too I'm easy like, to avoid like, spoilers. Why, why have I not heard about Nope constantly? Mm. I'm like, Nope must suck. Yeah. <laughs> realizing when we disconnect from our own personal bubble it's it, you know, like I say people don't care about these films like like yeah. like obviously <laughs> and northman would have been exactly the same if we actively avoided those films and didn't watch them we wouldn't have heard a peep <laughs> yeah I was gonna say, i've tried to have conversations about northman with with regular people and the i was like good luck <laughs> that doesn't happen no no, because I'm like with Northman, I need to rewatch it like you. But I'm like, I just think that's a genuinely great like movie that, that that people should watch just because it was a great, you know. When people talk about like Gladiator and stuff, I'm yeah. Like, oh no, no, you should watch Northman. Oh well, we like, we said like yeah. anyone who remotely was like, oh, I like Game of Thrones. I'm like, well, watch Northman because, and I'll say it again, it's literally better than any season of Game of Thrones. Like mm. it, it just is. It's better. I'm sorry, it just is better than anything Game of Thrones has ever done. Uh, is that but one yeah, film? you know, whereas yeah. But but no one no one ever is like no one wants to talk about it or 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 watch it in in my mm-hmm. world my regular world. Yeah. Oh well, at least we'll get to go back into our own little personal bubble next, uh, on the next show. Yeah. I just I can't wait. I can't believe it's here. And, and yeah, we've got the the rest of the next few weeks. Like I say, we'll we obviously got like the big one, and then I think it's like one week to fill, which I think we'll just have that new Predator movie just to watch say, in the background. That, that pretty much lands like what tomorrow yeah, that, or yeah. something or a couple yeah. of days. Yeah, that's out before note, but obviously we'll be watching it afterwards. And then, yeah, after that, we'll be doing our crazy Fright Fest extravaganza, which is um, so exciting. We'll be talking about a shit ton of movies um, and our experience finally back at the uh, physical Fright Fest for the first time in three years. Um, and then, yeah, like I say, going into September or October, there's always plenty of stuff to talk about as well. So, yeah, it's going to it's going to be great. This is a, it's been a slow summer and especially us waiting for this big film. We we filled it with some craving. We've unfortunately filled it with a bad TV show, but I think I think things are going to get better. Got 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 a good feeling about the coming months. Um, I hope so. But yeah, that was episode three hundred and seven. Uh, thanks for listening as always, and we'll see you again very soon. See you later, everyone. Shut up! I can't believe because I never could. And how could I stop?